Hello. Hello, Benjamin. Hey, froggy arms. He's a good boy. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the tra- the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. We're gonna need a bigger podcast. I'm David. <laughs> That's right. This is the latest episode of Transformers Rescue Bots, episode 10, first aired May 5th, 2012, and it is Deep Trouble. Yeah, this is, uh, there's a lot in this episode. It's like meta plot stuff going on here. Oh, and you're, you're gonna see that Kittner boy spill it all over the dock. <laughs> now, of course, uh, Griffin Rock, as you know, means friendship. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's a movie I haven't rewatched in quite a while. Uh, hmm. worth a, always worth a rewatch. Yeah, but oh, the, the, I have to buy it because I assume it's probably not on Netflix or anywhere. I, I think it's on Canadian Netflix at least. And also, if you have a Canadian Netflix is different. And also, if you have AMC, like wait like three days, it'll be on. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I haven't checked AMC. Yeah, I should. That's a possibility. I should definitely watch it again. It's a good movie. And indeed, we open with the mayor of Griffin Rock and uh, and his wife, Mrs. Lusky. <laughs> she doesn't have a first name? I don't know that Mayor Lusky has a first name. This is true. Uh, apparently it's this... HB, so he has initials. Uh, I'm going to say it's Herbert something. He seems like a Herbert. <laughs> Herbert Benson. Yes. And uh, they, they're aboard their, their giant yacht, the Floating Xanadu. <laughs> sure. Which also, is stately pleasure palace. Wait, is, isn't the Xanadu poem about gay sex though? Uh, well, I think it's actually a reference to Citizen poem? Kane in which, uh, Charles Foster Kane's mansion is named Xanadu. Ha. Maybe. I thought it was a reference to that movie with Sean Connery and far too little clothing. Oh. No, it's not Zardoz. Oh, that's right. That's Zardoz. The gun is good. The penis is evil. <laughs> uh, it's also not a reference to the disco musical starring uh, Gene Kelly and uh, Olivia Newton-John. Alas, and actually, uh, that may be what I was thinking of. Isn't the main guy in that one of the guys from the Warriors? Uh, I thought the main guy in that was Gene actors. Kelly, but I'm not sure. No, Gene Kelly's an old guy. He's like a tertiary character okay. in I mean, he, he would have been old then, yeah. Uh, yes, that was one of the guys from the Warriors. Ooh. Okay. I thought I remembered him looking nice in a vest. <laughs> kind of his thing. Uh, he was also in Megaforce. Oh, yeah! He's the, um, the, oh, he's the Southern Pride Cowboy guy. Ah. That's uh, a little awkward. <laughs> Possible future episode, if it if it's available in on some service, that movie is hilarious. Oh yeah, it, it, it's so eighties. <laughs> anyway, I mean the very fact that it's a movie called Megaforce. Anyway, yeah. so they are uh, they're out on this boat, and uh, the the mayor says, that, you know, if you if you uh, if you'd brought any more luggage, then uh, we're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> Yeah, I, I Jaws, didn't expect Jaws the first, reference. first line of dialogue to be a Jaws reference and a Jaws reference for the end of the movie. Or is that or the middle of the movie? You know. Yeah. Uh, may, towards the end. It's not like right at the end. 
for yeah, a like moment i was third. like oh are we gonna have the like old people hating their spouses but now that i work with a lot of like boomers then i realize that's actually fairly realistic yeah <laughs> well as we find out this is like kind of like a trophy wife situation yes. here Yes. Also, this is where I noticed, uh, we've talked about them using Toon Boom for this. Uh, so this is where I noticed that Mayor Lusky's hairpiece is its own, like, animation layer. Yeah. Because it's, it's a moving slightly separately. different shade of brown. Well, I mean, there's that, which is which presumably, is to pay, but you know, yeah, to show it that it's us. not his actual hair. But also, it, like, the way it moves is also made clear that it's you know, not, not an actual piece of his head. And I really like that. I mean, also because they use his model without it frequently. Yeah. Yes. So they, you know, they're they're getting they're pulling back into, uh, you know, they're, they're right around Griffin Rock, and even though they are clearly around some rocks, the lighthouse is not on. So he actually calls up uh, Doc Green, who is uh, having a nighttime barbecue over at uh, the Burns's place. You know, like you do. I mean, mm, barbecue. Well, which you can do there. You can't. Oh, well, you can't do in New York City right now. It's not allowed. Womp womp. I guess technically, yeah, Virginia has not actually outlawed uh, gatherings of ten or more people. Well, they, uh, there aren't ten or more people here, not counting the robots who cannot transmit That's a disease. good point. So yeah. they might still That's be okay. I, I th- they could transmit it. They wouldn't actually be a carrier. They, they would be like a doorknob of disease. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so the lighthouse is supposed to turn on, much like a, like a motion sensor, when you're near it, but it is not doing so, because something has apparently messed with the underwater sensors. Which, like, that, that is the best and worst idea for a lighthouse ever, because the entire point of a lighthouse is it's a stable thing, constant, and you could see it from far, far away. If it flicks, flickers off and on to conserve energy, that... There are so many issues that would create with maritime travel, especially since, like, if this is an island off the coast, it's probably used as a reference point by other boats going to different places, not just to the island. Well, as they note, this was the mayor's idea. <laughs> yes, this is true. It's like, one idiot suggested this idea. It was you, mayor. This could save energy. Shit. Also, I assume that Griffin Rock was actually founded by, like, wreckers. Yeah. And not the Transformers like, kind, but the kind who would, like, lure a ship into into the shore and, like, <laughs> steal their belongings and stuff after it got uh, smashed. Okay. We're adding to the lore of this island. Like, that's how the island was founded, by privateers wrecking ships. Actually, we <laughs> later do find out who founded Griffin Rock, and it was pirates. Ha! <laughs> it's all fitting together. <laughs> Specifically, like, I think it was the, the ancestor of the Burnses, who's, who, and it's one of those things where the ancient ancestor looks exactly like the person who's the present. <laughs> well. And it's, uh, it's Danny. But a pirate. Oh, that's pretty great. Oh. Yes. L- like a lady pirate. I like that. I like that a lot. She would make a good pirate. 
Well, and indeed, it is her and Blades who save the mayor from being dashed to pieces on the Yay! rocks. And so he he is upset, and the mayor is upset because tomorrow is the Miss Griffin Rock pageant. Sure. And I believe this is also the first time that we see a helper bot. Oh, oh that's what that yes. thing was called. Is, is yes, it spelled helper is... with like H period E period etc. Like a proper robot should. Not not like on the Venture Brothers. No, <laughs> it's it's this he's, floating he's like... one-eyed orb thing. With a top matching tie to Doc Green and a matching hairstyle? What? Yes. I it's don't understand the hair part. I don't understand why you don't, don't understand that. That's absolutely And pretty great. much the only thing he can do is make people toast. Yes. <laughs> and he's frequently offering to do that. So they mentioned that this system of, of uh the system they have set up of sensors is like to to keep an eye out for offshore threats and i'm like what kind of threats are you guys like having to deal with the russians or well, that'd be a long like, trip old gods or oh, old gods would make sense but it's pri- piracy who knows like it's an ex mad science island who knows how many people are trying to break in here to acquire things i mean i, I don't guess this, this is Escape and this is the same universe where both the Decepticons and Mech exist. Yeah, but oh, we don't oh, yeah. Mech's acknowledge gotta be to that on the show. This is supposed to be the and, nice, uh, friendly, peaceful place that they send the little kid robots to have a nice time. And yes. And remember, this was also when they were trying to do the integrated Hasbro universe thing. So they might also have to worry about like Cobra and uh, Venom. And, uh, I don't know, Inhumanoids. Um, yeah, well, that's, you oh, know, old gods coming up oh. from depths. Yeah. yeah. Micro uh, Microman incursions. My, oh, Micronauts incursions, that's what they were. Micronauts incursions, dire wraiths. So um, his sensors are some... Whoever the bad guys on Visionaries were. No one remembers that. Well, they're in the future past, sort of. That, that's confusing. So the sensors are At some best, kind of, At best, that's a different like... timeline electromagnetic thing which just seems like a very like and and Cade is like or uh not Cade Cody is like oh don't electromagnets not work underwater and he's like well they wouldn't except they have this special booster or something and I'm like this seems like a really bad like I, there have to be more efficient ways to have a sensor network around your <laughs> island than something that like requires extra effort to work at all. L- listen, I just built a, a float. I built an artificial intelligence that can only make me toast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're expecting uh, efficient solutions from me, Doc well, Green. No, that's fair. No, bre- breakfast on this island is possibly cursed, especially after we see what Cade does to breakfast milk. <laughs> yeah, well. Oh, he's a monster. Uh, he he's just drinks he's it drinking out of the, the car. <sighs> you can't do that. Ugh. It's not right. You're going to get the well, germs. One, other people still it's want It's going to go bad faster. For another, the, 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 it always bends and gets soggy. It, it's not a good way to get your milk anyway. Ugh. Also, you know that guy's been smooching all the available ladies of Griffin Rock. Mm, if they let him, yeah. He tried. You know he's a fire. He's a firefighter. Yes, yeah, has some pull. He, I'm sure he does just fine. Okay, fine. 
Oh, that, that, that I, just gives me a horrible idea of like the the Griffin Island like fireman's calendar is just twelve months of him because <laughs> he's apparently the only one left. Yes. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> like, just posing sexily on an irritated heat wave. <laughs> Griffin rock standards. He's actually quite the catch. Just, just all splayed out on his hood like Tawny Katane. <laughs> Ooh, dated references. Yep. Anyway, uh, so it is time for the uh, the annual Burns family fishing trip, to which nobody wants to go. Aww. Well, you know, I believe it is Cade who says he has that thing with the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and Graham just wants to regrout the sewers. Yes. You know, exciting. <laughs> well, to be honest, it needs it after previous episodes. That's fair. Oh, that's true. But hey, Cody is still at the age where he thinks everything his dad does is awesome, so he's going along. Yeah. And also, the the rescue bots are going along, and this boat is thankfully able to carry all of them somehow? Question mark. <laughs> it, okay, it, it's a cartoon for little children. I'll grant you that. Multiple ton robots can, four multiple ton robots can all stand on a little barge. It's, it's a rather wide boat and it not sink to the bottom of the ocean. Fine. I'll give you that. That's <laughs> and, a uh, it is the, it is the Darby Ava. Which what? <laughs> is that a pun? Am I missing something? Uh, the, apparently it is named after Jeff Klein's daughter. Yes. I saw uh, that. Who they also named, uh, Jack Darby after. Because I oh. wanted to look that up because, you know, I wanted to see if this gave any extra credence to my unified Darby theory. Uh, but, but no, it's simply that right. the, the, uh, uh, out of character meta connection there is, yes, being named after Jeff Klein's daughter, Darby. Boring. Son, I named, I, I named her after your mother, who I will never mention again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I legally cannot change the name of the boat. Lost her to the sea, I did. <laughs> yes. And there's there's a thing where Chase doesn't understand what sea legs are. He thinks it's maybe a, like, aftermarket add-on for your body. <laughs> I, where would I acquire these additional appendages? <laughs> yes. Boulder and, is very um, concerned about what they're doing to the fish, and yes. Cody assures him that they they throw them back, and Chase then points oh, out that that's an inefficient use of time and energy, which is yes. it's <laughs> inefficient and, and it's debatably animal cruelty because you're putting a hook in them, and some people aren't very good at pulling the hook out. If you catch it, eat the dang thing. Fish are delicious. I even the ugly ones, especially the ugly ones. Boulder of course, blades. He would absolutely be a vegetarian. <laughs> He's been watching the pirate films. Aww, <laughs> which is adorable. He thinks it's tough like it. a pirate day. I, oh, I, I had another thought and I forgot. I, it's already left my head. Dang it! R.I.P. Yeah. So they they also yes, uh, they also float by Doc Green's floating lab. And, uh, you know, he's found out that something has been destroying the electromagnetic sensors. And that he also decides to, uh, hand over, uh, hand Cody his, uh, his dad's old fishing rod, which is high tech and uses electromagnetic bait. <laughs> it seems it's high like... tech, sorta, of, but it, 
It looks, it's like a very, like, 80s neon aesthetic. Like, it looks like he made it out of a keytar. It absolutely yes. looks like he made it out of a keytar. And uh, it's also at this point that uh, Heatwave says he requests that Blade shiver his own timbers. <laughs> yeah. Because he just does, he's, he's not having any of this. He's, he's, he's coming along, so he's not, like, gonna stay back with the other people, but he's also not that excited. Uh, so cut back to, uh, cut back to the rest of the Burnses who are now feeling kinda bad at not going with it as they are reminiscing about their previous terrible fishing trips. <laughs> yes. Including one where Cade accidentally ate the bait, which he insists was not that bad. <laughs> well, depending upon, well, they say it's a homemade family recipe bait, so it could be made from yes. normal edible things and not just mealworms and stuff. This is it possible. It does seem to be green, so that yeah, it's green, which implies it's not just like mushed up worms or something. Could be a mix <laughs> yes. of seaweed and something. Kale. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it, nobody's really catching much, but uh, Heatwave decides to try out uh, the keytar rod, and he gets a bite. But it's not just any bite. It's a giant robot shark. It's a sky bite. No, it should be sky bite. It's a shark-to-con. It, uh, it, it's, it actually has It's some, an overbite. <laughs> it actually has some very strong uh, robots in disguise Decepticon vibes here, but alas. Oh. Yeah, it does. My my brain just rewound to the, the little, little sidetrack I had in my brain. Is there a, a G.I. Joe named Sea Legs? If not, there should be. If not, can we I don't have believe a, so. Can we have a Transformer named Sea Legs that turns into a crab? <laughs> <laughs> Again, R.I.D. Decepticon time. Yes. Yeah, oh, oh, that's such an R.I.D. Decepticon name. Go write some fanfic. Oh, okay. So uh yeah it, it 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 immediately attacks the ship using its uh mechanical fin as sort of a a blade. Yeah, so this is like some actual pretty serious peril. This is like not the kind of na- I guess most of the the disasters they face aren't really natural necessarily, but but this has no. a lot more of a like actual antagonist vibe than most of these episodes do. Yeah. Yeah, this is not natural disaster, science gone wrong, or we just brought this on ourselves. <laughs> just like yeah, no, nine this is of them. Outside malicious force with intent, as opposed to, oh, ancient volcano, like, machine we forgot to turn off. <laughs> <laughs> now instead, this is a frickin' shark with frickin' laser beams coming out of its head. Yeah, <laughs> which brings up that he's like sharks don't have those things <laughs> i don't know the first incident of shark with laser eyes but it seems to have become so exceedingly prevalent i like I mean, it, it it's just weird the thing that i thought this kind of looked like is one of those uh i remember those old aqua zone lego sets oh yeah yeah kind and of. the bad guys all had like vaguely shark shaped vehicles yeah well, it just reminds me of, like, um, the Darius video games, like Darius Twin, where the bosses and most of the mini ships in the stages are shaped like giant fish. Wait, <laughs> is that like, uh, like Darius Morgendorfer? I was thinking no, it, it's a Darius Rucker. Shooting games. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it, it was really, I mean, it was, it's kind of fun. Really good music. 
in the dark. It would make sense because uh, presumably a shark would uh, would fight uh, blowfish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, sharks fight dolphins all the time, and he's such a baby because the dolphins make him cry. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. Oh, Oh, it's a musical reference. That's why I'm not getting any of it. It's not exactly a current musical reference. No, it's not. Well, still. (laughs) Listen, I'm sure at one point in your life you have driven a a a vehicle with cracked rear view (laughs) in the uh, in the tape deck. (laughs) I think they just sold them with cars in like 1995. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that wasn't. We got that. Maybe a copy of Automatic for the People. I'm surprised that wasn't already in my my car when my parents gave it to me. But that's okay because now it's actually it's Monster, not uh, not Automatic for the People in my tape hey, deck bad. currently. Not bad. <laughs> my '98 Volvo. Possibly others, but I don't know if I've ever actually used a tape deck in a vehicle I've owned. Wow. My first vehicle uh-huh. had a CD player, thankfully. Wow. Although, um, that sounds nice. Was, it was very nice, except for the fact that the wiring was funky because, like, it was an aftermarket stereo that somebody added, and I got it used. So the instrument panel was kind of funky. Like, if you connected, like, th- like the gas gauge didn't work for one. Mm-hmm. Been and, there. And if I connected the stereo and other electronics, like the battery would drain really quickly. Mm-hmm. So other stuff was not connected, so the stereo would work. My my first car had an analog clock. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, the first car I drove probably did. Anyway. Yeah, first car I owned. Right, so they uh, they managed to drive the shark away, but they think it's only toying with them. So they head back to uh, to Doc Green's lab. Meanwhile, at Griffin Rock, we're not closing the beaches. Also, at one point, Chase refers to water as dihydrogen monoxide, which I appreciate. Because yes. he's a good boy. Yes. So it is, uh, It is. yes, it is the Miss Griffin Rock pageant happening on the beach, which includes both a swimsuit event and speed calculus. <laughs> yes, they just roll <laughs> up a blackboard with a bunch of math on it. And, of course, uh, speaking of the mayor and his wife, uh, his wife is, of course, the former Miss Griffin Rock. Yes. And he's, I guess, judging this, and she's still wearing a little crown. <laughs> well, yes. yeah. it's important. It's important to stand by ceremony. <laughs> so yeah, so everybody, you know, they they spot the shark fin. People well, are no. fleeing the. It's lifeguard Obama who spots the shark. That guy <laughs> does look like Obama. His character <laughs> model has been in previous episodes, but every time I see him, it's like that's just a cartoon version of Barack Obama. <laughs> It's, it's weirdly uncanny. I mean, it, it, it's a younger looking version, but it just looks so much like him. It has to be intentional, I would think. Or somebody knew somebody who looked like Obama, kind of, and drew him in as a character model or something. So well, he was off. president at the time. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But he wasn't a lifeguard. No. That we know of. And it was it was Ronald Reagan who was a former lifeguard. Ah, uh-huh. oh. okay then. California, that makes sense. Oh, ooh, oh no, I just had a horrible thought of the puppet version of him giving mouth to mouth, and I cannot get it out of my brain, and now it's in yours. <laughs> oh, oh, damn you, talking heads. That was, that was, um, not the talking heads, that was, that was um. Genesis? 
Genesis. Yes. And the British puppet show was Spitting Image. Oh, that's what it was. The talking heads Which, are the, uh, uh, this is not my beautiful house. You know, he's got okay. the big well, suit. Again, I'm bad with bands. I assumed it was talking heads because they had puppet heads. Sure, that absolutely makes sense. Although, <laughs> I prefer Genesis, so, you know, that works out. I just don't remember shit. So anyway, I haven't seen that so, video in forever. So, so we're, we're evacuating the beaches. Um, and meanwhile, the Burnses and Doc Green have figured out that with the electromagnetic bait and the electromagnetic sensors, that the shark is attacking is attacking electromagnetics. Yes, for some reason, which we will not find out in this episode. Yeah, so now they're they're going on a shark hunt. They're going to to a uh, secluded cove, but unfortunately, despite their attempts to lure it, it instead goes for the Griffin Rock Ferry, which is being captained. By Captain Shaw. <laughs> ah, Captain Shaw. Who, who at one point will declare that he's going down with his ship, which really seems a bit intense for a fairy captain. Well, it's exceedingly also, appropriate considering who he's named after. Well, yes. And named still. after and based on. Yes. Yes. Still. He'll, he'll, catch, your, he'll catch your shark for you. <laughs> that's, that's a bit much for fairy. And then he's going to get drunk and sing about the Spanish ladies. Yes. <laughs> and here's to swimming with bow-legged women. <laughs> anyway, so they luckily evacuate the ferry and the two people who are on it. It's also, well, no, it's three. Or sorry, three people. Uh, yeah, Chief Burns is uh, is flying in blades, and that just made me wonder if his cockpit smells like moldy pizza. <laughs> oh. He's, he says his cockpit's very stylish. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, he gets some compliments on his cockpit. And he's very happy about it. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rescue bots have decided to drive underwater, because I guess they just watched a couple episodes of Energon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can just drive through. And there there was some G1 that had some driving underwater, but it was... Uh, yeah. The Ultimate Doom, which is actually one of my favorite G1 episodes. Yes. Also skis occasionally, but sometimes yeah. under the water. I think that's also Ultimate Doom. Um, anyway, it, it, yes. it, it's it's more plausible than driving through space, so I'll allow it. Yes. I mean, it, it seems a little iffy, but but yeah, it's at least it's not driving in space. And they have learned that they are not buoyant. Yes. Also, Heatwave just really wants a fight. At this this point yes. of the episode, and I <laughs> I appreciate that he just really wants to punch. And he he also uses a shipwreck as a ramp, which is totally sick. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was well again that, that plays into the the this is a wrecker island theory. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that the town's of fortune was built on ill-gotten gold. <laughs> oh, it just makes. Oh, I have to go back to Drustvar and places and, and finish up a lot of quests. Find some sunken shipwrecks. And and have drinks at an underwater turtle bar. <laughs> so so they smash this thing up. They uh they swim it back to shore, and uh, the chief uses uh blades to pry open the hatch. But they find there's nobody inside, and also it's given them the Star Trek three countdown. <laughs> it's time to self destruct. Oh, yeah. 
This is this is a very mysterious antagonistic uh shark submarine thing we got going on here. So yeah, it's yes. it's gonna self destruct as as I put in my notes specifically, this is a lot of mystery. Yeah. And so Blades has decided, in addition to all his pirate movies, he has apparently also seen uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's what it reminded me of. So he, he grabs the thing with his hook, flies it out, it explodes, and then, you know, Michael Caine's crying at his funeral. Oh, Master Blades, I failed you. <laughs> <laughs> and then cut to him months later, he's in France, he's at a cafe, and then he sees Blades with Anne Hathaway, and he just has a little smile. <laughs> Yes. Wait, no, sorry, that's not actually what happens. No, uh, no, it's not. I think I start disassociating around this point. Actually, uh, Blades is totally fine. Yes. Yeah. Because he's oh, a he comes Blades. out of the smoke as if he's from an anime and he's just, he's the villain and he was not destroyed by a giant explosion. Aww. Oh, the fight's going to get so much longer and tougher now. He's not an anime villain. He's a good oh, boy. He's an adorable little baby. Are there, are there any anime where the... Villains or pirates? I guess probably One Piece. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. probably One Piece. Everybody in One Piece. I, guess, I mean, I guess well, everybody's a pirate on that. Yes. Well, there's also the world navy and government stuff, so there are official militaries. Not everyone is a pirate, but like 80% of the cast there are pirates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and also the rest of the Burnses have shown up to do absolutely nothing, except for not get pelted with debris. <laughs> And Miss Reed one line because Dad's saying, get the hell out of here. And he's like, oh, I guess he didn't want us to come. No, this thing's about to explode. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. When they all show up to meet them at the at the dock. And, and he's like, get out of here. <laughs> They're like, oh, I guess he is mad. You didn't come on our fishing trip. You're all disowned. No, no, there was just explosions. They should really, honestly, on this island, always be expecting explosions. Well, stay tuned for next episode, that's for sure. Yes. Oh. So, yeah, they're they're wondering, you know, WTF just happened. <laughs> Who sent a terrifying robot shark against us? We may never know. Except, except yeah. uh, <laughs> luckily, this guy, whoever did this, is real big on branding. Yes, that's important. Yeah. Because a chunk of this wreckage has that weird M logo on it, which was also on the canister of nanites. Yes, is it mech? It should be mech. Oh, M M is for mech. It should be Capsule Corp. Like, <laughs> it's got that round. This should be this like, a, like a big like Batman 66 style M. Yes. M for Megatron. <gasps> what? No, not these poor children, not Prime Megatron. Absolute yeah, that... crazy. Yeah, maybe robots in disguise, Megatron. Yeah, yeah. Like 2001 robots in disguise or like yes. 20 Okay, well, yeah. He's not in the other uh robots in disguise. Well, no. I guess that's fair. Uh, Megatronus is. Yes. About which much more later, much later. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll that's in there. the future. That's that's a discussion. Yeah, for us to talk about keep, Buck Rogers a bunch. Keep Prime Megatron and his terrifying shark teeth away from these babies. <laughs> he has he has threatened violence against children many times in the past. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but no, that is uh, that is it for deep trouble. And indeed, it seems that the cast is in some pretty deep trouble. Yeah. It's wow. 
I guess maybe we're going to find out what threats we were guarding the coast from. Ah. Or maybe that was just a thing that he said because it sounded interesting. Because Doc Green would absolutely say something like that just to sound interesting. Hmm. Yeah, this was a good episode. I I was kind of expecting maybe some more Jaws references, but I guess you're throwing in Captain Robert Shaw. Shark's eyes, like a doll's eyes. Like, that's a good reference. Anyway, we delivered the bomb. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty good. The the episode, it kind of felt like an an episode of Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, only with robots thrown in. Yeah, I can see that. Because it was sort of that style. And fewer Lovecraftian undertones. Well, yeah, well, that that's another thing. Like, the meta plot slowly kicked in in that series, and this is kicking in high gear. Oh, something is going on. Indeed. Somewhere in the background. Dun, dun, dun. children's show. And I have a note somewhere. I forget what it was. That, that I think it's um, Captain Burns says something about hu- protecting human life. And it just reminded me of a common writer quote. Human life is more important than even peace and justice. Oh, yeah, because Heat Wave was all like wanting to go punch the shark and and Chief Burns. Like, we have to save the people first. And yes, that's when he um, says the thing uh, about human uh, life being more important than... I mean, he doesn't literally say than punching sharks, but that's implied. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a good segue to turn it over to David and his tokusatsu corner. Oh. Oh, yes. And, and my oddly spotty internet lately. Like, watching episodes on Netflix works fine, but I, I don't know if it's me or if it's the, the player on the shout website that it's been jittery lately the last few times. Anyway, this week on uh, Kuku Sentai Go Go Five, Proud Yellow. It's a it's a yellow episode. Yay! Who Trini? hasn't really gotten any? No, not Trini. It's um. it's um. Oh, what is this? I forget what the series the, the Power Rangers series is called. That's the top of my head. I think I opened a tab about it, but I didn't pay attention. Uh, Lightspeed Rescue. That's what it is. Anyway. This episode, folks on yellow, cold open, they're rescuing a baby from a burning building. I guess they're going to be having a cold open every, every episode now. Um, it's about, like, they're teasing yellow because he tries hard, but he's kind of the joke punchline one. He's competent, but, like, he, he's, the, he's the youngest of the family, so he gets teased. And the episode is him about him teaching a kid who is already good at soccer who wants to be like a striker, the number one player, and not be a team player at all. And that's the entire episode learning. Oh, I have to teach this kid to play on a team. Oh, I also have to play on a team, even though, like, I already am on a team. I'm just annoyed that Red does everything because it's a Power Rangers show, and of course the Red does everything. That's what the Red Ranger is for. Yeah. Anyway, the Monster of the Week, like, has... Killer exhaust fume smog trying to pollute the world or something. And there's soccer and stuff. And of course there is. At some point I'm going to have to bring this up. So I might as well do this, that this episode because it, it's a yellow ranger episode. Um, Ligma? The, no. no. Like, oh, Wait a minute, let me get, um, and because, well, 
Japan recently, another digression, Japan recently, I think maybe it was last year, said that like when they're writing names in like English characters, Roman characters, they're actually going to be sticking to the Japanese way of saying things, like the family name first. Mm-hmm. So his name is Shibata Kenji, the actor of uh, Yellow from GoGo5, who um near the ending of this series found out he had a brain tumor. Ooh. And... He's gone through multiple surgeries. He's still alive. He, he now has to walk with a cane and he's not doing great, but he's still kicking around and, and he's had some reunions with his previous cast members. They seem to get along and pull each other through, through life and things. Uh-huh. But it's annoying in this series because like in the one episode where there was a fireball and he got knocked back and hit on his head. Uh-huh. In this episode, he gets hit in the head with a soccer ball. He gets backhanded by one of the children trying to break up a fight. He gets punched by Red because he, he's, like, trying to break off on his own. So it's annoying that there's multiple instances of head trauma <laughs> to a guy who ends up with a brain tumor. Oh. He's still fine. He's still alive. But it's every time it happens, it's really awkward watching it. Aw. So uh, that, that, that's a thing. Anyway, the the overarching plot of the episode, uh, a ghost of their mother talks to the, the villains from deep space in that she's basically annoyed that they haven't killed the rangers yet. It's like, you're supposed to be setting up a grand conjunction and reawakening me and killing all humanity. And you're behind on plans. Uh. <laughs> do I have to do this myself? I'm trapped in another dimension or... Somewhere in deep space or something. She's like a cosmic horror, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's relatable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, it's another episode with a kid. It's okay. It's fine. Other than reminding me about the actual actor who plays the character. Oh. Well, it could be worse. It could be Trini. It could. It could yeah, th- th- that's a thing. Also in Japan, some, like, older uh, ranger actors have actually died. And I think at least one of them has been a yellow. It was maybe two. So it's like there's a yellow curse. Hmm. It's weird. But have any of them murdered someone? I mean, I guess that, was, that wasn't a ranger, wasn't it? Wasn't it like a side character who had some, no, like... It- no, it was one of the Red Rangers oh. from, I forget which season, like, it involved a sword and an mm. argument with a roommate. I think that was the story. But, yeah, that was weird. No, no, as far as I know, no Rangers in Japan have killed anyone. Okay, good. One of them did, one of them did commit suicide, though. Aw. Yeah. Anyway, that's a downer on, on this mostly we're talking about a children's show. Sorry. Yeah. I ruined everything. It's okay. So yeah, that uh, that does it for uh, Deep Trouble. We'll be back next week with more Rescue Bots action. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on uh, Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up for hosting expenses and other expenses. Expenses, expenses, expenses. So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. 
Uh, we'll add Jen in here in post. And I'm David.